0: Spoilers. Why'd it have to be spoilers,
1: Glenn? They spoil me so.
0: Well, guess what? Don't worry, because this podcast contains spoilers for Raiders of the Lost Ark. So if you haven't seen it for some reason, don't watch it. You have been warned!
1: What is up, everybody, and welcome back to KFI News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel. Me gusto.
0: That's a me. I'm a gusto. <laughs> I'm a gusto, a Glenjamin Button. Glenjamin.
1: Oh. <laughs> I mean, we always end up doing some weird accent after. We <laughs> do. It's episode. honestly terrible. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we should just get. How how are you? How are hey, you? I, I, I am. You are? Hmm. You are that? Uh-oh. You are. How like, are you,
1: my lovely, sweet
0: coconut? I, I also am. Um, i love it <laughs> we are both we ams. are <laughs> we ares and we ams uh what movies have you seen this past week that you want to discuss <laughs> jokes on you i haven't seen a total of jack anything i i Except, forgot that you had told me that oh um
1: so uh the the boys season two came out and me and my roommate have kind of been knocking that out we mm-hmm. uh, i think there was three episodes and one just recently came out so we got four episodes deep That was kind of an accidental reference to the show, too, because there's a character called The Deep. Mm -hmm. Um, A fantastic show so far. I'm loving it. But other than that, I've just been editing for a lot of other things that Mm -hmm. uh, I I won't plug here because there's no business for that. But, Michael, I know you've been seeing some things.
0: Yeah, not as much as I normally do. Uh, It's still four movies. Still, I have to remind myself a lot for most people. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first one I watched is The New Mutants, the... uh, what we thought was a indefinitely shelved X-Men movie. <laughs> with sure. uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, Macy, what's-her-face from Maisie Game Williams. of Thrones. Macy, is it Williams? Yep. Okay, yeah, Macy Williams from Game of Thrones. Um, and other people who... Uh, the guy from uh, Stranger Things. I'm terrible with names right now. Um, I mean, cause, and then,
1: then there's, t- there's Blue Hunt, I think her name was.
0: Yeah, Blue Hunt, she's in it. Uh Overall, not a bad movie. It's not mm-hmm. great. Uh, I don't see why they pushed it back, because pushing it back, honestly, is just going to bring it a, a you know, air around it that is going to make people not want to see it. If they just released it like normal, it probably would have done better. Yeah. Especially because there was no pandemic. Span? Yeah. like to, I think 2018 was going to be the original release date. Um, I could be wrong about that, but that's what I remember. And if they just released it without like creating this drama around it, it would have done fine. Yeah. Um, not a great movie, not a terrible movie. Uh Maisie Williams is the best part of it and like I'm not saying that just like out of pity. She's legitimately really good in it. Um and I really enjoyed her character's arc. Uh okay. and uh, Anya Taylor-Joy she was good in it, but I didn't like her character too much. I That's probably on purpose, but, you know, it's not even like, a, oh, she's a good kind of antagonist kind of. She's not always the antagonist, but she starts off as the antagonist. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of transforms to there. But, yeah, it's an okay movie. If you uh, have the means to see it, it's not going to hurt you to see it if you just want to see a movie. Um, but what will hurt you to see... Is the next movie I watch. And a lot of people are going to disagree with me about this. Uh, It's The Babysitter, a horror film by McGee with Samara Weaving, uh, which is the only good part of the entire movie. Uh, Judah Lewis, Hannah Lee, Bella Thorne, Robbie Amell. There's a whole bunch of like Instagram people on there just for shits and gigs. Um, And they're all terrible. Including Bella Thorne, who is an actual actor, but is kind of not anymore. It's weird. Um, Samara so Weaving is legitimately the only good part of this, but she's not in it enough to make it worth it. Uh, so is this
1: is this like a movie that's been blown up because of all the people in it, or because like people yeah. genuinely think it's good, or
0: people genuinely think it's a fun movie, which? I get... It's got too much cringe in it for me to find it fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I do get why people find it fun. So, like, I have no problem with people finding it fun. But I cringed way too much about... Like, it it was one of those movies that felt like a middle-aged man writing for a bunch of teenagers. Okay. Um, Which I hate. Like, fucking learn how kids talk. Don't just put in stereotypes of how kids talk. Um, But... Uh, Yeah, so Caitlin wanted me to watch this. She's like, let's watch The Babysitter. It'll be fun. It looks fun. So we did, and I hated it, and I just didn't want to watch it. But then she said, oh, wait, that's not the movie I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch the sequel, The Babysitter, Killer Queen. Mind you, she didn't like the first one, but she was already determined to watch the second one she
1: was she was definitely invested
0: so we spent over three hours watching the babysitter series uh rest the baby, in peace, my brother yeah the first the babysitter killer queen is worse uh because it doesn't have samara weaving in it for the most part she's in it a little bit but not too much and again mm-hmm. she's the best part of it uh there's another guy in it whose name I'm forgetting. He's an Instagram star. Let me see if I can find his name uh, real quick. But he was legitimately funny in it. Um, fuck, what's his name? You you would recognize him if you saw him. But I don't know if many people know his name. Uh, Andrew Bachelor, I think it is. Yeah, Andrew Batchelor. He's like an Instagram comedian, which I hate that that's even a thing. But... Uh, he's, he's definitely talented, it's just I, I don't like the, the platform. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's funny in it. T- Samara Weaving's good in it, but it's just the same movie, but dumber somehow. And, and <laughs> makes less sense somehow. Um, but again, most people are probably going to find it fun. And that's completely fine. I just hated those three hours, and Caitlin and I almost got a divorce about it. Uh... <laughs>
1: Finally.
0: No, that's, that's not... <laughs> I know the kryptonite. <laughs> May have her make me watch bad movies. <laughs> um, and then the last movie I watched this week, other than Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I had seen already, uh, is a Polish film that was nominated alongside with Parasite for Best International Film in the Oscars this year. Of course, it lost to Parasite. But this one was really good. It's called Corpus Christi. It's about this guy who gets out of uh, juvie on parole, Um, which he's older than like 18. So I don't know if juvie is just what they call for like people under 25 or whatever in Poland, but they kept calling it juvie, but he, he gets out of prison essentially, uh, on parole, uh, and, um, finds himself in a lie where he tells someone that he's a a priest and then is too ashamed to admit to his lie, but then finds out that he's actually pretty good at being a, a priest, um, and it's rather interesting. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's a sad okay. movie, uh, but uh, I, I highly suggest it. It's really good, really well, well if it's acted. it's competing
1: up against Parasite, then it's got to be somewhat good, right? Yeah, I mean, Damn it was one, right. of the,
0: one of the five. One of the four against Parasite, one of the five of all the international yeah. films. So that is Corpus Christi, a film by Jan Kamasa. I'm, I'm assuming it's Jan and not Jan. I don't know enough about the Polish language to know for sure, but I'm assuming that. Uh, but that's all I watched this week. Uh, Glenn, do you have any news to discuss? Do you have a
1: do you have a little bit of perspective on the okay. news articles in these lifetimes? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like stretching, and I didn't know what I was saying for a second. <laughs> um, Just so out. I came across a little article: Ant Man Three casts Lovecraft Country star, reportedly, uh, as Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. And... So that's, uh, that's Jonathan Majors. Yeah, so. I love
0: Jonathan Majors. He's one of my favorite up-and-coming actors. Um, yeah, I was
1: looking at his IMDb. He kind of blew up in 2018-19. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: He's he's in uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco, which you still need to watch. Mm-hmm, uh, and true. I just got for my birthday, so we're going to watch that at some point. Um, and then he's also in a movie, a sci-fi movie, which I feel like didn't get much love, even though it, it kind of deserved it. captive state. That's a pretty solid movie. Um and he's just he he's just commands the screen whenever he's on it. So uh, he's also in the Five Bloods that we yep. watched earlier uh, this year. Uh, a really really solid actor, and I'm excited to see what he does in the future because he's a uh, he's gonna be great. He, he already is great, but he's gonna yeah. be even greater.
1: Uh, he's he's gonna be a nice little addition if, if it's confirmed. Obviously, it's been reported that he's he's he, he's in it, but we don't know if he's for sure Kang or not. Yeah. I guess, but uh, regardless. That'll be a nice little thing that we get to see in the future. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Me being Kang the Conqueror will be sick too. Yeah. Um, mainly because I know a little bit about Kang, but I don't know a lot. But seeing him as uh, Kang would be f- fucking phenomenal, I'll be honest. Yeah. You, you know better than me, so. Yeah.
0: I just like the actor. I don't know if. Well, how, regardless, how I'm gonna... sure we're in for
1: a little nice, nice little treat there.
0: Yeah, definitely. What about you? Uh, I have no news. I was actually oh. going to pick that, but then I figured if, gasp. if that was the only news, might as well not do it. So should we get into the review? I think so. All right. Let's talk about Raiders of the Lost Ark. For nearly 3,000 years, man has searched for the Lost Ark of the Covenant.
1: The Bible speaks of the Ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. Not something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. An army which carries the Ark before it is invincible.
0: The Ark. If it is their Atanis. Then it is something that man was not meant to disturb. It is protected by forces beyond imagination is
1: desired above all treasures on earth by those who are good, trust me,
0: and those who are evil.
1: I'll tell you everything. Yes, I know you will. Raiders of the Lost Ark. In 1936, archaeologist and adventurer, Indiana Jones is hired by the U.S. government to find the Ark of the Covenant before Adolf Hitler's Nazis can obtain its awesome powers.
0: Ooh, yes. It is directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Lawrence Kasdan, story by George Lucas and Philip Kaufman. Uh, It stars Harrison Ford, Karen Allen, Paul Freeman, Ronald Lacey, John Rhys-Davies, Alfred Molina, Wolf Collar, Anthony Higgins, uh, there's a whole uh, Denholm Elliott. There's a whole bunch of people. There's a lot in this. of people here. A lot of people. At least one people is in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Glenn, we picked this. Uh, well, Netflix Roulette picked it as one of three but we selected it out of that three because you said you had not seen it all the way through yes it's true (laughs) i've seen that memory did that (laughs) memory change while you were watching it?
1: no it's i've know for sure that i've seen a lot of parts of this movie like huge scenes and stuff like that uh, big memes about it and all that but i've never actually seen the movie in all of its fruition Mm -hmm. um so yeah it was uh Let's let's get to that show. <laughs>
0: let's get to it. What what did you think? I mean, I, I could talk all day about. Well, I can't talk all day about this movie. That's a lie. Uh, I could talk all day about we movies talk in about general. An
1: hour about this movie. <laughs> Talking,
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah. So so what do you think? With with this being as big of a classic as it is, uh, possibly uh, it's it's. Just barely under Star Wars for probably, like, the most famous franchise of all time.
1: Yes, I think this definitely lives up to one of the biggest classics out there. Not only seeing the movie through all of these outlets, but I, I this would be one of those movies, like, uh, uh, Dr. Strangelove, that I would go to the theaters if it was, like, in a classic thing. And just, I'd be like, I'd go see that for sure. Oh, yeah. Um Cause it, all those moments that you do see through such memes and videos and stuff like that, you're you're actually watching it through that hype now. Cause you're watching the whole thing. You're like, oh, I know this part's coming up. He's gonna fucking shoot the guy with the sword. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Definitely. Cause he had food poisoning and he couldn't do the whole scene. Actually, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Like you, yeah. you read all these things. You read, you read all the trivia. You read all the, you watch all the things, and then. Watching it for the first time fully is like a whole different story. You're like, oh, dude, this is sick.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: my God. And then a lot of it had me thinking about what they're going to do with the new Uncharted movie. Not that that should even be a segue. But if, if it should be, they should take direct inspiration. Literally almost not copy paste because that's kind of fucking plagiarism. But copy paste, <laughs> <copy-paste. laughs> like that's what you want your movie to be like. Yeah, definitely. With a lot more charismatic characters like Uncharted. Yeah. But that's that's a different story. But uh yeah, dude, I I, I love this movie. Harrison Ford's a, a handsome little bastard. Oh, he is. Dear God, what a hunk.
0: <laughs> I would argue, uh, and I don't know if this will get me any flack. I know people like are crazy about Star Wars more so than they are this. I would mm-hmm. argue that this is Harrison Ford's uh most memorable role. Yeah um mainly just because he is Front and center, the say, he is the main character. He is the main character. There's no Luke. There's no Leia. There's no Chewbacca. He is the front and center of the entire mm-hmm. film, and he it's it's some of his best work from that era. I mean, you could kind of tell uh, with Star Wars when he was kind of getting tired of it, mm-hmm. even up until uh, the the the. Sequels, um, like Force Awakens and everything.
1: Yeah, he's playing the same character, and he's it's playing the same character. He's, he's literally said it himself.
0: Yeah, and with less depth than this, there's more yeah. backstory here that through the other three. Have you seen the other or the other two? We're not going to talk so, about four. I was going to say the only other
1: one that I've seen is four. <laughs>
0: You know, oh, 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 oof, yeah oof. Um, so I'm going to make you watch Temple no, of Doom, I was, um, I was going to State. say
1: that I have to make it uh, yeah. a thing to myself to watch the rest of these movies yeah now. They're,
0: they're great uh, um, but he you know he, his character creates enough mystery about his backstory mm-hmm. where you're interested in, in learning more about him every time yeah. um, and uh, you, you learn more with each movie and uh, this one, you know, it's great, you know, with the, the character of Marion, you're, you're, like, thinking of the backstory, like, how did they meet, where, how did she end up in, I think it's Mongolia, um, where they just create this really great dynamic between them uh, that makes their relationship that believable, and the whole film is just filled with iconic scenes i mean everything from the opening scene in the temple where mm-hmm. he he switches the statue for sand uh you know her having a shot drinking contest with that big guy <laughs> yeah. uh, and
1: still walking <clears throat> fine afterwards
0: and everything yeah definitely it, it's just it's just got so much like I, icon icon, icon I- iconic iconic moments, moments yeah yes uh throughout the entire thing where like you know, it's one of those movies that you could easily have memorized because everything's yeah. so memorable.
1: You can, you can definitely, you could definitely take a scene out of any part of that movie and be like, "Bada bing!" That's Indiana mm-hmm. Jones, like even yeah. if he wasn't in it, um, or just the moment itself. You're just like, "That's, that's, the, that's Indiana Jones boy." I just mm-hmm. shook my whole body. Um, <laughs> I got a hot take for you. Okay. This, how many years after Star Wars does this come out?
0: Uh, the first Star Wars. Yeah. Let's find out. I think the first Star Wars was seventy-seven. Uh, yeah, seventy-seven. This is eighty-one. So four years. See, all right. So if I grew up back in the day,
1: back in like you know, if I if I was born in like sixty-nine, <laughs> um, nice, nice. <laughs> if I was born in like sixty-nine, my teenage years were growing up to Carrie Fisher and shit. I'm like, damn, damn. Karen Karen Allen, she would knock. Carrie Fisher out of that spot for me if I was growing up in that age that oh, yeah. would be she's, my lovely crush for the rest of my life right there yeah
0: she, she's gorgeous in this and has a great personality and,
1: mm-hmm. uh, and my favorite part is when they were down in the uh, the one tomb down there and there was just snakes everywhere she just jumps on Harrison Ford's oh, yeah, head basically yeah. <laughs> like it was straight out of a cartoon like I, yeah. I thought that, that part was just hilarious, and like she, I think like you that, said her personality was killer, and oh she yeah. looked great, and just uh, Harrison and and her just worked out so, like so well together. It was yeah. pretty great.
0: I think that has more to say. You know, if we're gonna really compare Marion with uh, Princess Leia, that mm-hmm. has more to say about the writing than it does Carrie Fisher's performance. Yes, yeah. there's no denying that Carrie Fisher's uh, not a great actress. Yeah, but Lawrence Kasdan is undoubtedly a better writer than George Lucas um yeah. that's why George, George, George Lucas, Lucas
1: is is killer for his ideas that he's got yeah
0: he's he's great with stories i don't mm-hmm. think he's as great with with the the nuance of character and the little details but he does yeah. have great ideas um and, and but Lawrence Kasdan i mean he he's written he's been nominated for four oscars so all screenwriting oh mm. no one three screenwriting one is for best picture so he is a well-known screenwriter you know one yeah. of one of the great screenwriters and uh just it's just that is the biggest reason that i think her character is that much more charming than princess leia mm. um not because of carrie fisher's performance because but she like, can hold her alcohol so she can hold her alcohol and then it's also like a a, a lot of yeah she's real Oh, yeah, a lot of people with their infatuation with Princess Leia most likely started with Return of the Jedi with that gold bikini. Yeah. Whereas Karen Allen, as Marion, she kind of makes you become infatuated with her just by who she is. Mm-hmm. Um and and she she's got a great sense of humor. She's strong. She knows how to hold her liquor if that's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> and she she's just a, a well-rounded character. And you believe that her and Harrison Ford have this past. Yeah. And, um, that and they, he was, they
1: even say so throughout the movie too. Oh like, yeah. Dad
0: always liked you and
1: so on and so forth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and you feel that there, like you feel it throughout the whole movie.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about the score for a bit. We got, mm-hmm. we got some John Williams score. Uh, I was lucky enough to see a, uh, an orchestra play the entire score live oh, while wow. accompanying the movie. And you don't realize until you see that how much little detail is put into scores. It kind of just sounds like this this thing. But when you're actually watching the orchestra play mm-hmm. it and seeing like certain instruments be picked up others be put down at certain moments and you hear like the lines throughout like I think the the most notable thing other than the Indiana Jones theme is the theme for Marion what the romance theme yeah uh that that popped out and it, it just creates this wonderful warm bright world that even when terrible things are happening there's there's hope in it and, mm-hmm. and it's just you know it's one of those things where I personally think John Williams' old f- scores are outdated, but they do bring a certain amount of nostalgia. Oh, for um, sure. Where, like, you know, there, they came in this time of this big fanfare uh, where I personally don't think that a big fanfare works most of the time anymore. It can. That's not to say that it can't, but it, yeah. it it's often makes a film cheesier in today's age, whereas in this movie – and, and like Star Wars, all of the other John Williams works, it it, it creates this warmth and, and now looking back at it, a feeling of nostalgia.
1: Yeah, I think it also the times have changed since yeah. late 70s, 80s, 90s, or Jesus, 90s movies. Uh, well, yeah, 90s movies. Um, since that era, that era's kind of changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't feel that same way, like we're going to watch these types of movies and get that score. Like a, the whole dramatic tension of it all you're not going to get another movie like Raiders of the Lost Ark you're not going to get another yeah. movie like Jurassic Park you're not going to get a movie like The Goonies so on and so forth yeah I and think, that's, and it definitely works with Spielberg's style and like the, those two are just such a duo that you're just getting that
0: yeah absolutely especially and, with those old movies sorry and 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 that style I don't think has become outdated i I think i think it still holds up but if if films still try to accomplish that today because these films are so famous people would just kind of think that they're copying Mm -hmm. uh so you like things nowadays really have to like create their own tone and and that that that's the evolution of everything everything needs to constantly change we can't continue to have movies like the 80s and 90s um everyone says that 80s and 90s movies are better i don't think that's true at all i think they all have equal great films and equal shit yeah but we just don't have the time to the newer movies to know if they will withstand the test of time like we do movies that came out 20 30 40 years ago
1: well that's that's it's funnily enough that's why ready player one kind of worked so well is because spielberg kind of paved that way really yeah and then he he made that movie and then, mm-hmm. of course, it worked with him because he kind of paved that way yeah. of doing it. Um,
0: right, kind of going off topic, Ready Player One. There's a lot of people that don't like it, and that's one of the rare movies where I, I just, I just don't get why people wouldn't enjoy it at least a little bit. I can like, I can understand it to a point, but that man, that man, that man, that movie
1: is actually just so good. So many like backdrop details too. Like, yeah, just going on.
0: Yeah I and I think people like people like to shit on derivative things a lot and yes ready player one is 100% Yeah 100% <laughs> derivative ready player one that's kind of the point Yeah of of that film is to to derive and create nostalgia especially if you've read the book the book is worse when it comes to that in my opinion um most talking mostly about the scene where they go to the shining Hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, In the book, it's one of the rare books that I've actually read. In the book, say I
1: haven't. I still have to read it.
0: In the book, they straight up just play out uh, the movie War Games, like line for line. You don't. It it jumps, so you don't have to read the whole thing. But like his his uh, objective is to. Be Matthew Broderick's character in War Games and hit every line and every movement 100% correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more fun w- with how they did it in the in the m- movie um, w- with The Shining. Um, but yeah, getting back to Ra- Raiders of the Lost Ark, it really does just hold up. You know, there's yeah. so many classic movies out there, um, even I- Spielberg movies that don't that don't hold up as uh-huh. w- as well as they should. Um, but this is definitely one that I think will not really go anywhere you know it's gonna be you know dare i say it's gonna be in talks 50 years from now with like citizen kane casablanca uh it's a wonderful life just movies that everyone for the most part loves and for sure it absolutely deserves that in my opinion i think
1: the the only thing that really obviously i don't even think it held up back then was the fighting scenes but that's me nitpicking as hard as I can, really. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and you can I mean, tell
1: you can tell they aren't hitting their punches and stuff like that with the angles and such. But yeah. it that's nitpicking one oh one. Here we are. Welcome. Yeah. We're on the first page.
0: And for back then this was a family movie. It's not yeah. it's not like it's it's Specifically,
1: which, which was Temple of Doom the one that had to put the uh the rating system, thing? yeah.
0: And you get it because I mean, a guy gets his heart ripped out of his chest, yeah. but and, and this um, one,
1: there was a lot of blood. I'm like, oh, this is this is
0: yeah, this, this is, is before PG. <laughs> this is before the PG 13 rating. I'm yeah, I'm 90% what a time to have been sure alive back then as a kid. Oh, yeah, there's just G, PG, and R.
1: <laughs> yep, <laughs> just yeah. watching people get chopped up by uh, by plane blades, you know, yeah,
0: definitely, yeah. Um, have you seen the documentary about those kids who tried to make a shot-for-shot remake of this, and they only missed one scene before they graduated high school? Oh no! Okay, uh, the, I think it's just called Raiders. Um, but there's a documentary about I actually, these I did these kids. I did see it
1: when I was looking up uh, this movie. On yeah, MTV. Uh,
0: it's called um, Raiders: The Story of the Greatest Fan Film Ever Made. These kids started in like middle school to make a shot-for-shot remake uh and the the only scene that they didn't do is the scene where the plane blows up oh man um and and the fight scene where the guy gets chopped up by the plane yeah and they come together like 20 years later i think it is to film that and it's it's really compelling i haven't seen the fan film i know you can get it somewhere yeah um and and it has like the blessing of steven spielberg and everything it's not like they're being sued for it or whatever uh, but it, it's if you if anyone listening gets the chance, to check out that documentary. Uh, it's a great film for like lovers of film, um, and it, it kind of it, it's a feel good movie, but also kind of sad because you see how people drift apart over the years. Yeah, might have um, to check it out myself. Yeah, it's great. Highly suggest that. Uh, but I don't really have anything else to say about Raiders. Of yeah, the I, think Lost we, Earth. I think
1: we stoked the fire as much as we could there.
0: Yeah. Yes, we have. So. With that being said, let's move on to The Judgment. Glenn, would mm. you like to go first with The Judgment?
1: Might as well since this is all on my shoulders, you know. Yes, yes <laughs> it is. Just like Karen Allen, I wish. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I I don't, don't think there's really any naysaying about this. It's definitely a shelf boy. Definitely oh, yeah. holds up, and I would love to see it in a theater if it came back with the classics. Oh, yeah. If, if it ever I'm does come back. I'm actually surprised it didn't come back when movie theaters opened up again yeah. as one of the classics. Like if it ever Jaws does come
0: back, everything. you and I will go see it. I, I, For sure. I promise you that. Uh, but, yeah, 100%. It's a shelf boy. It's a classic. It's, it holds up. It's not overhyped, in, any, in my opinion. If anything it's underhyped i wouldn't go that far but if anything it is underhyped yeah um so raiders of the lost ark becomes a shelf boy with the likes of apostle and handmaid <laughs> <laughs> and i don't
1: think that i'll ever get old
0: it will not get old well, not for me at least there
1: was gonna be a hundred movies on there we'll still hit those two <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah uh and that brings us to our plugs for next week glenn what is your plug for um, this
1: week so mine's going to, I, I, was, I was, my eyes needed some uh, some lovely things to see, okay? So I looked up on YouTube. I was like, what are some of the most beautiful shots in movies? Mm. And you know what I got? The most beautiful shots in movie history, which was close. But uh, <laughs> here we are. Uh, that's going to be the channel, the Solomon so- Society. They've got uh, about f- roughly four minutes of some of the best shots you've ever seen in movies. Um, Ooh! Right now I'm just sitting on a... Uh, one of the Star Wars ones. It's uh, it's so pretty to look at. Um.
0: Oh, I shall.
1: Where can we find that again? It's going to be the the Solomon Society on YouTube. The most beautiful shots in movie history.
0: Fun, fun. Mm. Uh, My plug for this week is a trailer for a TV show coming out that is... Produced in some way by A24, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they've been plugging it on their their Instagram page, so I can only assume yeah. that A24 is involved somehow. Uh, and that is for Moonbase 8, uh, which is it about... Sounds awesome um, it's got uh, Fred Armisen, Tim Heidecker, and John C. Riley. They're all playing astronauts in training to try to go onto the moon and they're kind of like this ragtag group that has been training to go on the moon for so long and have never been called up to go to the moon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's a comedy, obviously, with those three. Uh, And that is going to be on Showtime starting November 8th, and that is Moonbase 8, the trailer on Showtime's YouTube page. Okay. I just got a lot on the line here. I mean, I screwed up my whole life. That's why I need to get to the moon. I go up to the moon, I'm a hero. (sighs) Well, I'm with you, Cap. Let's show NASA that we know
1: what we're doing. Our water tank is empty. I've started up the urine recycling
0: machine. (laughs) That is very salty. Welcome to Moonbase 8. This is a very valuable NASA research project. (laughs) Launch sequence
1: beginning in 9, 8, 9, 7, 8, 6, Standby,
0: let's sync up abort three. standby, Launching. No, 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 Yeah. That is our plugs for this week. That brings us to our next week's film. But before I get into that, Halloween is coming up. It's spooky time. It's spooky season. It's spooky time. Spooky time. <sighs> and uh, I'm not one for Halloween. I uh have a bad incident that happened in Halloween that makes me kind of not like Understandable. it. Understandable. Uh you know, long story short, when I was 12, I was six feet tall. This one neighbor r- refused to believe that I was 12 and wouldn't give me candy, even though I was in full costume. Moral of the story, just give people candy if they put in effort to wear a costume, yeah. or else you're going to get your house burnt down. Um, <laughs> just just kidding. I did not oh. burn her house down. Burned <laughs> a little bit a little. <laughs> but I was very angry and still haven't really gotten over that, because that is such a Karen bitchy oh, thing yeah. to Fuck do. Fuck that person. Um, yeah. Uh, but for the next two cycles, one cycle is, uh, you know, my movie, Glenn's movie, Netflix roulette. So for the next two cycles, uh, we are going to be picking horror movies to get into this spoopy Mm -hmm. season. And with it being the last week in September, it's a good time to start that uh, just so we can start at the beginning of a cycle. My movie for next week is going to be a drama horror movie on Hulu that is called The Other Lamb. A girl born into an all-female cult led by a man in their compound begins to question his teachings and her own reality. It is directed by Malgorzata Sumowska. Sumowska. It wouldn't a be a movie oh.
1: unless you could barely pronounce the name.
0: <laughs> uh, it is written by C. S. McMullen. I know that that name. Uh, it is starring Rafi Cassidy uh michelle huizman huizman mallory adams and kelly campbell and that is on hulu uh and it looks spoopy as hell
1: there once was a woman made of moonlight and teeth she would roam in the woods searching for something hunting and he just kept telling me you are perfect you are accepted Oh, my shepherd,
0: I need a deeper experience with you than I ever had before. So
1: beautiful, just like your mother's.
0: Come
1: Come down down upon me and fill me with yourself. Let us pray. My wives, you all came to me broken by cruel world. I took every one of you in. I sacrificed
0: my life for you gave you daughters and sisterhood and life let us reflect on our blessings
1: you think that because you haven't had your time yet that makes you special prepare yourself child our great shepherd won't be so sweet on you then i'll
0: be seeing you when the blood comes to you
1: actually i think i've passed this one on hulu once or twice so uh
0: Downside is it's got a 5-star rating on IMDb but a 6 point or 65 rating on Metacritic score. Um so it could go either way. Watching it there is enough there for me to, you know, take the risk, take yeah. the gamble and hopefully we will enjoy it. So that is the other lamb on Hulu. All right. All right, and that will do it for this week. Thank you everybody for listening. As always, you can check out our website keystonefilmreview.com on Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone film review. YouTube, Keystone film review. And on Letterboxd, I'm Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we start the Spooptacular. (laughs) We're going to watch spoopy movies. We're going to watch that spoopy shit. (laughs) So grab your popcorn, hold your puppers, and pray that the demons don't get you. No, I'm kind of hoping they do. Me too. Uh, Maybe. Hell seems a lot better than Earth right now. Yes. (laughs) I mean, it's basically here. (laughs) Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.